Okay, back to who you give your mind to. We have already discussed the fact that who you give your mind to is who you're going to serve. Amen? So you have to be very careful because you know what? The enemy is very crafty. Amen. He studies, whether you know it or not, he's studying you. He's studying you so he knows how you tick. He knows what you are acceptable to and he knows what uh, draws your attention. He knows what you don't like. So he's not going to come with something that you don't, he, you don't like. He's going to come with those things that grab hold or gravitate to you and you gravitate to it and those are the weapons that he will use against your mind. Amen. Oh, he good. And I, when I say good, he good at using what he do. Come on, somebody. But it don't change the fact that he's still the devil. It don't change the fact that he's still after your soul. Amen. So we have to start thinking on the terms of our soul issue instead of our flesh issue. Amen. We got to start thinking on the fact of the eternal issue of our life instead of always viewing on our present situation. I know it's hard, but guess what? It's something that we got to fight our way through. Because if you don't, you always keep your mind and concern more on your flesh than you do on your soul. If you would, let's start out with John chapter 10, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> no, 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 not John 10. Did we do, we did Isaiah 55, didn't we? We on Luke 12. Let's go to Luke 12. Oh, yeah, Luke 12. Let's go to Luke chapter 12. Are we there? Luke 12, verses 15 speaks. And he said unto them, Take heed of covetousness, for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things which you have to watch how you put your desires and your covenants and your motive in all of what you gain, because guess what? In return, your gain takes control of you. Amen. Your covetousness 
takes control of you, and a lot of time it has us being greedy. Greedy long to have more. The more you get, the more you want. For, he said, for a man's life do not consist in and is not derived from possessing overflowing abundance or that which is over and above his needs. Wow. Man, we get above what we need. We pack it back and wait to get some more, don't we? Huh? Amen. And if you ain't careful, guess what it'll do? It'll have you trying to be like the Joneses. Huh? Come on now. Jane got five, I need ten. Then James said, if he got ten, I need fifteen. And we both didn't need nothing but two. <laughs> The next verse says, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to store my fruit. Hold it. Now, as you notice, in verse 17, it's two uh, one word, but they stuck out twice. And it was, what shall I do? Because I have no room. Seemed like it all was concerned around him. It was concerned about his possessions. And he considered and debated within himself. Oh, y'all know y'all do that all the time. He debated within himself, what shall I do? I have no place in which to gather together my harvest. Verse 18 says, and he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barn and build greater. And there will be all my fruits and good. Now, this man has got an overflow. Am I right? But instead of him on his overflow giving or distributing to those that didn't have any, he decided that I'm going to tie down my barn. I'm going to build me a larger barn. That I will have a store of all my grains and products and all of my goods. There you go again. My, my. It's all concerning. You have to watch your mind. Because your mind will put all the focus on you. And guess what? That's just what the enemy wants you to do. He gets you to just focus on you Myself and I, guess what? He got you trapped. He got you isolated from everybody else. He done set you away from the herd. 
You out there by yourself because guess what? You done come to the conclusion don't nobody matter but you. Nineteen verse says, and I was said, wait a minute, this man gonna look deep down in him. I'm gonna say to my soul. Now you know this thing got deep rooted. When you start, when it gets to the point that it's down to your soul, baby, it's deep rooted in you. I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much good laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink. Don't that sound like somebody that, 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 that's got plenty? Huh? I will say to my soul, so you have many good things laid up, enough for many years. Wow. Take your ease, eat, drink, enjoy yourself, be merry. Because he had his focus. All in. Did you notice that he hadn't thanked God for anything? Huh? Didn't you notice that he didn't bless God for anything that he had? Because he had became his own God. 20th verse says, For God said to him, Thy food this night Thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that laid up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Now, this man was looking to lay back and enjoy himself. But I look at the fact. It says, but God said. Wow. God had the final say-so in the matter. Since this man had put himself on a high pedestal. And God said, thy fool. Lord, you in trouble when God considers you to be a fool. Huh? A fool has said in his heart, there is no God. This man did not mention God at all at any given time. And he said, this night, not later down the road, this night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Woo. Took him out. So then who going to enjoy your riches? Sure won't be you. Who going who gonna to enjoy your bond? It sure won't be you sleeping in it. Come on, somebody. And you know what? The, the, the sad part about it, it'll be left to somebody that uh, don't really don't care. Huh? It'll be left to somebody that's going to splurge with it, man. I mean, they're going to splurge. <laughs> All that you've been trying to save up, they're going to splurge with it in a day. <laughs> bro, they're going to be saying, bro, they're going to be saying 30 days at a time, 30 days at a time. Thou fool, 
This night, thy soul had no regard for his soul. And the end results of his soul must have been lost. Don't lose your soul. Why do you give your mind to? Because your soul is at stake. Huh? It ain't about, it, it, here's the deal, the, the, the enemy trying to get you to think that your, your, your flesh is what matters, but no, it's your soul that matters. Amen. Amen. Your appetite ain't got nothing to do with your soul. So watch what your appetite is because it can cause you to lose your soul. Don't buy in on the enemy saying a little bit won't hurt. Huh? A lot of counsel started out a little bit and it spread it abroad. If you let a little bit, if, if, if you consent to a little bit, guess what? It don't stop there. All the devil wants you to do is consent to a little bit. And a little bit going to lead to something else. And a little bit more going to lead to a whole lot much more. Come on now. And then you find yourself out there on the limb. And then that's when he's going to break the limb on you. Amen. What verse we were on? Skip down to 29. Read 29 verse. Neither be ye, neither be you doubtful minded. Don't be doubtful minded that God won't supply your every need. If you got your mind stayed on Christ, don't be of a doubtful mind because a doubtful mind won't get you nothing. Come on, somebody. Thomas had a doubtful mind, and in the scripture, in the gospel, you don't hear him mention doubting Thomas, Didymus Thomas, anymore after Jesus came into the into the, uh, the room and said and, and, and told him, said, Doubting Thomas, thrust thy hand, thrust thy finger in my hand, and thy hand in my side. And Dowd Thomas said, Lord my God, I believe. But know what he said? He said, Dowd Thomas, you believe because you see it. Don't you wait till you see to believe God. You better believe God ahead of time. And then he told him, he said, more blessed are them that have not seen me, but yet believe. Your walk with God is predicated on your faith, not by what you see. Because you know what? The devil going to make you see a whole lot of things. Amen. And he ain't going to show you a whole lot of bad things either, James. I can't win you over showing you a whole lot of bad things, but I sure can get your attention if I show you some good stuff. Huh? Come on. 
You don't go fishing without a worm. <laughs> Come on. Yes, ma'am. Uh, this is from last week. Oh, uh, who wins the battle of your mind is who will possess your soul. Read the next verse. Wait a minute. Wait. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. So guess what? This is what is normal in the world. And the normal things in the world is everybody looking to eat, everybody looking to drink, everybody looking to be merry. And he said, and you wind up with a doubting mind that God will supply your need. So he said, all these things the world seek after. But your father know that you have need of these things. So if God know what your need is, why are you being a doubtful man? Because your mind ain't self. You allow your mind to get troubled. Anxiety sits in. Huh? And, and, and you start meditating on the reasons why you don't have. Oh, that's what the enemy wants you. He wants you to meditate on the reason that you don't have. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Instead of you blessing God for what you have and let God do the rest for you. God, you know my need. I thank you that things are well as they are. But God, you know exactly what I need, when I need it, and how I need it. Lord, supply my every need. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the problem. 31st verse. But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God. And all these things. And that's where the problem is. Is because we don't seek the kingdom of God. We do like the pagans do in the world. And is greedily seeking things. Instead of seeking the kingdom of God. We don't seek the kingdom of God. So then guess what? All these things don't get added to us. A saint of God. Priority is to seek God. Seek God and his kingdom. You're not in the world no more. You're in the kingdom of God. You're kingdom people now. Seek those things that are in the kingdom. Come on now. We don't, we don't really know what God would have us to do because we got a problem in seeking the kingdom. We still trying to mix kingdom with the world. We trying to still mix our needs with our wants. Come on, somebody. You have more of a spiritual need than a fleshly want. 
Because if you let your spiritual need go down, your soul go down with it. It's like a sinking ship. Amen. Your, it, it, it would change your priorities of thinking. Amen. Now you've been you done been gravitated to the mind of what you can do to get over. Huh? You you start trying to play the system then. Instead of trying to seek the kingdom of God and let God do it his way. Hmm. Till we finish that. Only aim and strive for and seek his kingdom. If you don't seek his kingdom, you telling him, I really don't refer to be there. Huh? You seek where you want to be. If you don't seek the kingdom of God, your actions, I didn't say your word, but your action tell God, I really don't want to be there. I don't want to be there now. But guess what? The Bible tells us the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Amen? So then he said, uh, strive and seek his kingdom. And all these things shall be supplied to you also. So now, my point is, now you got to make God your supplier. Amen. Because he said, if these things going to be supplied to you, he must going to be your supplier. Come on now. Amen. Don't it frustrate you that when you, uh, you, run, the, you run the Walmart to pick up everything you need, and Walmart is your supplier, and then you can't find nothing you need, I'm going to start going to some other store. <laughs> Come on now. Because your supplier didn't meet your need. But God never runs out. Come on now. So, be consistent with your thinking. Now, Let's go to John chapter 10. John 10, we're going to start at verse 7. Are we there? Let's start at verse 7, please. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door. Wait a minute. I am the door. I am the door. I am the only way you can get in. Huh? Most of the time you enter into a house or into somebody's presence, you enter in through the door. Jesus is saying, I am the only way you can get in. But folks out there have been deceived and told 
of so many different ways to enter into the kingdom and there is but one way to enter in and Jesus said I am that way Folks are being sent out into false fields thinking that they are in the kingdom of God. They've been sold illusions thinking that they are in the kingdom of God. Amen. Hmm. Verse 8. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But wait a minute. All that came before me, all others who came as such before me are thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to and obey them. Now you gotta know who you following. Now you gotta know what you're listening to. Now you got to watch who you let speak in your ear. Because there's some thieves out there. And there's one thing about a thief and a robber. He got to lie. Ro, how am I going to rob you if I tell you the truth? I can't say, Ro, I'm going to rob you tonight. But I got to say, Ro, something Jane that's going to let her let me in before I can rob her. Thief comes to rob and he comes to steal. The ninth verse says, I am the door by me if any man enter in. Wait a minute. I am the door by me if any man enter in. And you notice that he said, if, if any man enter in, you got to strive to enter in. This, is, this, this thing is not open to just anybody. Come on now. You, can't, you just can't enter this here in any kind of way. You can't enter into this here just like you are. You got to strive to enter in. If any man enter in. If, if, hear me, if I give you the privilege to enter in, if I call you to enter in, if I forbid you to come to me and enter in, wow, anyone who enter in through me will be saved. Oh, so you got to enter in through Jesus Christ to be saved. So the only way that you can protect your soul is to enter in through Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? I am the door. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that if you enter in 
through Jesus Christ, he said, I'm going to save you. And then not only that, I'm going to give you some freedom. Huh? Because the world had you bound up. The devil had you hooked and sinked. The devil had you wrapped around some of everything that was out there. Come on now. And you thought you was free. You was in prison. You was in the prison of darkness. And you, and, and you know what? And you had the I can't help it. You didn't know how to get out of it. And you didn't know which way to go if you got out of it. Some of you went around in a circle and ran back in the same door that you came out of. Amen. Hmm. And you shall find pasture. You should find freedom. You should find a place to graze and to eat in the kingdom. Come on, somebody. You're going to change your nutrition. You're going to change what you eat. You're going to start eating out of the pastures of God. Amen. You know, we had said once before, you know, you become what you eat. Come on, somebody. So if you don't eat what God is putting on the table, you're going to eat something. Amen. You don't eat what God wants you to eat. You're going to eat what the devil wants. And the devil ain't going to ask you to eat. He's going he gonna to choke you and force it down your throat. Huh? Come on now. You know how, you know how it is when they want you to take some medicine. They grab your nose and stop you from breathing. Huh? Y'all better stop letting the devil grab your nose. You don't know what he's shoving down your throat. Come on, somebody. Verse 10 says, The thief come not but for to steal, kill, and do we not, when are we going to understand this man attribute? When are we going to understand this man motive? The devil come not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you don't watch what you give your mind to, he's going to destroy you. Ultimately, send your soul to hell. He might make you like it right now, but the end results ain't going to be good. Come on, somebody. I remember when I was out there, oh, the devil was smooth. Jane, when you first start getting high, they give it to you. It's freebie. Then after they start getting good to you, the freebie stop. They start wanting your money. Come on, somebody. And if they get you deep enough in there, you can't resist giving them your money because now you need that high. That's the way the devil works on you now. He give you some freebie stuff. But guess what? In the long run, you're going to pay for it. Huh? 
You're going to pay for it and you're going to pay for it with your soul. Come on now. Everything free ain't good. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. Get you caught in some traps. Don't let your life get caught in trap. For he, the, the thief come nothing but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But look what God said though. I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundant. You mean to tell me Jesus said swap out for what you used to do. Swap from where you used to be. And so I can give you life. If you're not willing to swap out, guess what? You cannot get this life that God has for you if you're going to still be deceived by the thief. If you're still going to walk in deception and allow the enemy to constantly talk to you in your mind to keep, look how many folks that he done talked out of the house of God. Look how many folks that he done talked away from God. He started it in their mind. Started in their mind and he made their flesh accept the appetite. And then they start walking by their flesh. Because he know he had them then. Once he gets you back to walking by your flesh, he got you. Everything that God got to say in, you don't want to hear. Because you're walking by your flesh. But Jesus said, I came that you may have and enjoy life. That's a good life, y'all. I don't know where I don't know where anybody else living, but I know one thing. This is a good life. Amen. I thank God for this life. Amen. I thank God for this life because it ain't found in a bottle, it's not found in a cigarette, it's not found in a blunt, it's not found in no needle, it's not found in my nose, but it's found in my spirit. It's a good life. Come on, somebody. And not only that, he said, if you enjoy this life, I have some more to give you because I got it in abundance. Lord have mercy. Huh? You got to keep striving so that you can get the abundance of life. That you can enjoy God. My God. Folks can't praise God because guess what? They're not enjoying the life. You can't praise something that you don't enjoy. Ah, to be filled to the overflow. <laughs> it's good when you can get the overflow. My God, my God. When you get the overflow, you can't explain what it is. It's just mm, mm, good. Wow. Jesus said, that's what I come to give you. I come to bring you an overflow. Not just enough. I've come to bring you plenty. I've come to bring you joy, unspeakable joy, and 
full of glory. Amen. Wouldn't it be nice to just everybody just on the same page with God and God brought him overflow? Man, good God Almighty. Look at the anointing that would be in the house, the praises that would be going up before God, God being magnified all through the building. Good God Almighty, they subject, the anointing will flow so they sub to hear you two, three blocks away. Amen. It'd be just like back in Isaiah when he said that when God came in the temple and his train filled the temple. Come on, somebody. Wasn't nobody going out and couldn't nobody come in because of the glory of God. We got to get to the point that we can get caught up in the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Do you not know that Jesus is that glory? He is the glory of God. You mean to tell me the glory of God came down to dwell among us? Huh? And we ain't yet learned how to appreciate that glory? Jesus. Man, that ought to be excitement all by itself. That he said, that they may have it more abundantly. Amen. He does not just enough, but more. Woo. God got so much to give us that we just don't be in the position and the condition to receive it. Amen. Time for you to pull your heart out. Huh? Go to Romans chapter 6. Romans 6, verse 16. Are we there? Let's read that verse, please. Know you not that to whom you yield yourself servant to obey his servant you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto Whoever you give your mind to and to cons and continue to surrender yourself to, that's your God. Huh? You are a slave to who you obey. I'd rather be a slave to God. Huh? Because if I continue to be a slave to sin, the end result is death. Amen. I'm looking for life. Well, I ain't ready to die. I want to live. I want to live to the glory of God. 
no in between. Come on, somebody. <coughs> you can holler non-denomination all day if you want. You serving one God or the other. Huh? Come on, somebody. Do you not know that if you continue surrender yourself to anyone to do his will, you are the slave of him whom you obey? Whether that be to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness, right doing, and right standing with God. So we have a choice. Who you giving your mind to? Come on now. It's not okay to give our mind to everything, money, through Saturday and then try to give it back to God on Sunday. Don't work like that. Don't don't it don't work like that. You gotta make up in your mind where you gonna leave it 24 7. Who you gonna give it to? Come on, somebody. Seventeen seventeen verse says, but Servant of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine which was. Wait a minute, you got to obey the word of God. If we don't obey the word of God, we still a servant of sin. Wow, we got to obey from the heart the form of. Doctrine which was delivered to you. You got to obey the apostatic doctrine. That's what Jesus Christ delivered unto you. Amen. We were once slaves to sin. You have become obedient with all your heart to the standard of teaching in which you were instructed and to which you were committed. You got to be committed to this thing. The word, the, the, the doctrine that you are taught, the teaching that you get from the word of God, you got to be committed to it or you will Go back and serve the slave sin that you was in. Amen. You ain't strong enough not to. <laughs> By the grace of God is why you is now. You wasn't strong enough. Ain't nobody in there strong enough. If you get out of God, you are not strong enough to resist the devil. He got too many weapons to use against you. And he know everything, every alley that you hung out in. Come on, somebody. And guess what? He'll send some of your alley friends to come back and take you back to the alley. <laughs> come on now. He knows how to get. Walk out on God and see. He'll take you right back to where you came from. All he want to do 
You better remember what the pastor told his son. All he want to do is catch you out of the hedge. Get out of the hedge. And you're going back. Come on, somebody. Amen. Fall for that old trick that the grass is green on the other side. Baby, spray paint.
You got to get a mind that you can think on Christ Jesus sometime. Amen. You got to change who you give your yield, your body, and your faculties to. All the devil wants to know, do you want to be entertained? If you allow him to entertain you with the thoughts, Lord have mercy. At some point, James, you're going to hit a weak spot and return. Because now he'd have made you think just a little bit won't hurt. Amen. Now, I don't know if you really thought about uh, the Garden of Eden with Eve. It started out with him talking to her mind. And once he talked to her mind and got her to view it with her eyes, she stepped out behind the hedge. She stepped out and she lost her walk with God. Devil didn't make her do nothing. He talked her into it. Just like he tried to talk you into it. Come on. He make it appealing to you. Come on now. He make you look at the side of you that gravitates to your flesh. You know it's still there, don't you? Yes, that's why you know you got to keep it under subjection. Huh? Because if you let him talk to you, he going to make you gravitate back to your flesh. Your soul is at stake. His ultimate goal is to get your soul. Amen. And by ways of means, he already knows how to attack you. And that's in your flesh. Like it started from the beginning. Read the book. You were free. When you were a slave to sin, you didn't regard anything about righteousness. Huh? When we was a slave to sin, it was hell, 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 and more hell. <laughs> We got up that morning in hell. We laid down that night in hell. Come on. We practiced hell all day long. And don't cross us, Jane, because if you cross us, we'll tell you real quick to hell with you. Am I lying? He got the hell in it. <laughs> Come on now. It was in your nature. And if you regard your nature now, it will come back. 
holler, you've been running for a long time and you ain't tired yet. You take a break and see what happens. You take a break and see what happens. Come on now. Read the book. What fruit have you then in those things which you were now ashamed? For the end of those, huh? When God then told you the end of those things going to be the death of you? Why? What benefits can you get from them? What return benefits can you get from the things that you are now ashamed of? Now, doing something that I don't want Deacon Jane to see me do, there must be something wrong with it. Huh? Come on, somebody. And then when Deacon Jane see me doing it, then I got to give Deacon Jane an excuse why I'm doing it. All right, all right. Come on, somebody. We've been made free, but we still leave our mind in captivity. Wow. You know, if your mind is still in captivity, you really ain't free. Huh? No joy. Nothing to be glad about. Huh? Come on, somebody. We ought to be glad to be in the kingdom. Uh, you ought to be saying, God, I'm so glad that I'm not going through what others is going through. I thank you, God, for keeping me and shielding me throughout the whole day. If God don't put a penny in your pocket, he done shielded you all day long. He done kept you. He done watched over you. Come on, somebody. He done kept all hurt, harm, and danger from your dwelling. It don't make no difference if he don't give you a dime. He gave you life. And he said, if you stick with me, I'll give it to you more abundantly. My God, it's good that when, you, when you're in God, guess what? He take all the more wrinkles out of your forehead that keep you so depressed and keep you so worried. Come on, somebody, wondering what about tomorrow going to bring. If you lay down in Christ, guess what? You'll wake up in him. Since you have been set free from sin and have become a slave of God. Oh, I won't be nobody's slave. I'd rather be a slave of God. Huh? Because if I be a slave of God, what he gonna have me to do is his righteousness. Huh? If I can if I continue to be a slave under sin, ain't no telling what I'm gonna be doing. Huh? 
do you do know that the devil got folks out there doing some of everything? Huh? Slave to God, you have and have your present reward in holiness. Huh? Pastor tried to tell us that Sunday. It's holiness or hell. It's holiness unto the Lord. And the end of it is eternal life. What are you trading eternal life for? Come on, somebody. 23rd verse says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is a gift from God, and you can only obtain it through Jesus Christ. Now you understand why he said, I am the door. Not a door, I am the door. Amen. You got to be in union with him. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's good when he can pay you a visit in the wee wee hours of the night. That he can talk to you in the midnight hour. That you can hear your God talking to you and you can get up the next day feeling good about what went on last night. Everybody else is telling you about what went on in the club or, or what went on downtown or, or what went on in one joint or another joint. But it's good when you can say, I had a talk with God last night and it was a good time in my sleep because God gave me a visitation. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Romans 7, verse 14. Let's read it. But I am carnal, soul unto For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent under the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, the sin that dwelleth in me. I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwell no good thing. For the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil would I would not. Good God Almighty. 21st says, Now listen what this man said. The right thing that I would do. I don't do it. But the thing that I hate, James, the evil stuff that I hate, the sin that I get trapped up in, I don't want to do that, but I find myself doing it. 
And it says that it's no more I than do 